Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes And we're here Wow, we're back Imagine This that. is amazing This is amazing it is. This is also episode 111 of American Brews 111. Thank you all for coming to my 111th birthday. <laughs> That's all I could think about. Yeah. Whenever, uh, whenever you said 111, <laughs> I was like, 111 birthday. <laughs> oh, good old, good old Bilbo. I just rewatched good old Lord Bilbo of the Rings. Really? Like yeah. the extended versions? Yeah. Well, nice. Actually, no. I think just the regular versions. Oh, okay. They're still really long. Have you ever tried to? Have you ever tried to watch all three of them back to back to back to back, or I guess just back to back to back? I have not. It's a. It's, it's a chore. A, it's a pretty. It is a chore. Yeah, it's an undertaking. Yeah. You have to be willing. You have to be willing to sit on a couch for, for uh, twelve hours. And that's that's just regular, Which, uh, right? Or is that extended? Uh. That's extended. Okay, I don't even think I've I think sat through the, an entire extended movie in <clears> one thing. Any? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have just because I like those movies a lot. But maybe I'll come back and give it a try. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, uh, anyways, that was a this, tangent. This is American Blues and Tunes. Yeah. My name is Stephen Johnson. My name is Jesse Titus. <clears throat> and we have a free forum episode this week. Oh We're yeah. just gonna. Just going to talk about one topic, not really review any albums or anything. We will review a beer, uh, but oh, this yeah. week we're, we're going to be talking about the Grammys. Yeah, just in general. <laughs> just in general, yeah. Our yeah, thoughts I mean, on them. If we ever want to talk specifically about like the current Grammys, we'll make another episode. But this is just about the Grammys, the Grammys and what in we general. think about them. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot you could say about the Grammys, I suppose. There are. There is. Yeah, or not a lot. Depending on who you are, who knows? <laughs> uh, but before we get into that, let's let's talk about some beer, yes, shall we? Let's. I'm excited for this one. Uh, this week, and I, I feel like it's been a, several episodes since we reviewed anything. More than several episodes since we've reviewed anything from this brewery. One of our favorite, if not our favorite, Nashville local brewery. Uh, yeah, it's Bearded Iris again, and we are reviewing the Wet Hot Triple baby, Home baby. Style. Um. Yeah, so they have a regular home when style. The, when we did that that bond that two part episode, yeah, we reviewed the regular and the double on right, the two okay. bond Iver episodes. We had those back to back. I can't remember if we had the regular triple home style, but the and home style is, is their flagship. Is this different than a regular triple home style? It is very different from a regular triple home style because in the regular triple home style, I just I just believe it's a ton of mosaic hops. On this one, it says double dry hopped mosaic, mosaic cryo, and frozen yeah, citra. Yeah, frozen citra. What are, what are those so last two you're, you're wondering about? I, I am. I am, Steve. I am wondering about those last two. Well, I've got a description here provided by Yakima. Is this called Yakima? Well, it's a, some company that sells hops. It's a big hop okay. distributor. Um but here's what they have to say. Um, All right. Developed by Yakima Chief Hop 
Punian <laughs> Cryohop. <laughs> and then there's a number after it. Represents the most innovative technology in hop processing. It uses a Ooh. proprietary cryogenic separation process, which preserves all components of each hop fraction, producing two simultaneous co-products, Lupu LN2 and Debittered Leaf. Uh, so that first thing, the Lupu and LN2, is the concentrated lupulin of whole leaf hops containing resins and aromatic oils. It's designed okay. to provide an intense hop flavor and aroma, enabling brewers to dose large quantity of hops without introducing astringent flavors or vegetative cone material. So it's twice mm. the resin content of traditional whole leaf and hop pellet products and should be dosed at approximately half the amount in weight. So it just sounds like a really intense, like, yeah. amped up version. Huh. And so that's, that's pretty a, cool. That's in a pellet form. Okay. Now, the frozen citra is not in a pellet form. And this is something brand new. It's, it's frozen, frozen, fresh, wet hop. So for, for those of you who, who are unsure, I'm, I believe we've talked about this on the podcast before. Uh, wet hopping is when you take the actual hop flour and you add it to the beer. This is yes. it's tough to do because they, you harvest hops only once in a year. So it's like in late summer or early fall when you can actually have a beer that's been wet hopped. Yeah. But here, they froze them. So you can have them anytime. You can have your hops wet anytime. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's, uh, they, they go ahead and freeze these hops. Uh, and here's someone's description of it from uh, WashingtonBeerBlog.com. And this is a, a direct quote. It says, I'm told this is a simplified version of the process, but is one I can share. Before you get all smarty pants, this is a totally, totally <laughs> different than cryo hops. It's a completely different process. Producing cryo hops involves sub-zero temperatures and deconstructing the hop flowers. This new process does not. The hop flower remains in their whole cone form. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh whole cone. Now, if you ask Gordon Ramsay, he would say frozen is never as good. <laughs> but it's new. Uh, they, they also in this got, case, they went on this be. article to say they don't know if this is going to be like a, a permanent addition to like hops that people can buy and add to beer, or if it's just like an experiment. Right. But okay, I'm all for it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why wouldn't you want to have frozen or to have be able to wet hop whenever you well well please? Exactly. That's that's my thoughts. Um. This beer, uh, it's worth noting, was a special release for Bearded Iris's fifth anniversary. Happy birthday, Bearded yeah. Iris. HBD. HBI. So let's say we crack these cans and give them a pour and smell what we can smell and see what we can see until we taste and what we can taste. And then taste what we can taste. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, automatically, I smell it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even holding it close to my nose, and it just oh, uh, yeah. it kind of filled the room. The... Uh, the scent just bursts forth. Yeah, it's it is really from within the can. It's really bursty. Now, mine bursty doesn't look as hazy as I was anticipating. No, it doesn't look hazy at all. I can see. I mean, it's a there's a little bit of a haze, but it's, it's slightly hazy. Um, I didn't. I wasn't able to fit my full can into the glass, so perhaps there's some sediment in the bottom that that'll uh, same knock it around, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that there probably is. Yeah, but it's not like these cans have settled. It was canned on February 19th. Um, 
well less than yes. a month ago, like two, two or three weeks ago. So it's, it's very fresh, uh, but it's yeah. not as hazy as some of the double or regular home styles that we've had. No, but I'm interested to see if it's going to taste, well, I assume it's going to taste different than like a double home style, but yeah, I would assume so too. Smells, It'll be interesting to see good. how different it tastes though. I would say, I don't think it's ex- as pungent as I was expecting based on the description of the hops, but it's definitely that nice, like juicy, but with a, a little bit of a pungent punch in there. It's, it's kind of yeah. nice. Yeah. Just on the nose, you can really kind of pick out like the scent of hop. Yeah. Of hops. I mean, smells nice. Let's say we give this a, uh, a cheers. Let's give it a cheers and a try. As we always say on American Brews and Tunes. Down the triple, I think, filtered hatch. Well, wow. I definitely think it is more potent than the double for sure. And it might actually be more potent than the standard triple home style that I recall. Um. Yeah, I mean, from what I can remember about that beer, it definitely is. Yeah. Um, and this does clock in at a a uh, whopping 10%. A whopping 10%, man. So this is not a sessionable beer by any stretch of the imagination, unless you're Andre the Giant. <laughs> unless you're Andre the Giant, yeah. <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's the story about him? He drank like a 30-pack uh, of beer in like a like one-and-a-half-hour car ride. Oh my gosh. And was fine. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. What a what a crazy guy. But uh, you know, he was huge. He was huge. What's that disease? Giantism? There might be a, like a specific called? name, but I, I believe giantism or something is the is, is one of the, the words. General, for it. A general term for it yeah. where someone just keeps on growing. Yeah. That's a good growing. one though. I, I really like this. Yeah, it's really nice. Uh the the hop flavor is like not overpowering, but it still feels like a triple yes. um, IPA. Yeah, it's got the backbone to, to, for lack of a better word, back it up. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't think that it's a. Uh, um, well, it's definitely not as hazy, but it doesn't taste like a West Coast style or something like that. No, no, I don't think so either. It's definitely juicy, like one you'd expect from from a. New England style. Yeah. Just kind it's of tasty. beefed up. I like it. Yeah. Um, as always, if we think the flavor profile changes as it warms up or whenever we end up adding whatever's left in the bottom of the can um, and something changes, we'll let you know. Otherwise, uh, let's uh, let's go into Grammy season, shall we? All right. Um, so just a little, we'll start off with some background on the Grammys before we get into uh, any of the, the thoughts that we have on it. Okay. Um, and the Grammys was established by what used to be called the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences, which is now just called the Recording Academy. Um, according okay. to Wikipedia, that is an American learned academy of musicians, producers, recording engineers, and other music professionals. Um, okay. So that's kind of vague, but it that is, is what it is. quite vague, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who are all those people? I don't know. A bunch of who knows? Nobody knows. Fat cats. I don't know. They I know guess, yeah. apparently, um, but they got together and established uh, the Grammys. Or, or I'm sorry, the the Academy was established in 1957, but the first Grammys was held in 1959. 
Okay. Um, um, how does that compare to mm-hmm. like the uh, what's the one for movies? <laughs> uh, movies is the Academy Awards. The, are, didn't those start in like the twenties? Yeah, Academy Something Awards like are much older than the Grammys. Okay. Okay. You want to know why mm-hmm. they decided to have the Grammys? <laughs> Uh, sure. <laughs> I'll tell you um, from the history section of the Wikipedia page of the Grammys. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, this is what, what's going to happen for a lot of this history stuff. I'm just going to read quotes from Wikipedia. So it's yeah, probably true. Most the, likely. The Grammys had their origin in the Hollywood Walk of Fame project in the 1950s. As the recording executives chosen for the Walk of Fame committee worked at compiling lists of important recording industry people who might qualify for the Walk of Fame star, they realized there were many more people who were leaders in their business who would not earn a star on the Hollywood Boulevard. The music executives hmm. decided to rectify this by creating, an, by creating an award given by their industry similar to the Oscars and the Emmys. Um, so they were trying to, to figure out what to call it. Uh, one working title was Eddie to honor the inventor of the phonograph, Thomas Edison. They eventually settled on using Grammy as a tribute the to gramophone. Yep, Emil Berliner's gramophone. Okay, interesting. Funny that they didn't call it a gramo. A gramo. Because <laughs> it's not a Grammy phone. <laughs> yeah, it's a gramophone. Yeah. Come but, on, people. I guess Grammy does sound better than gramo. Yeah. And I guess it is worth noting that there are a ton of other music awards uh, in the world. Yeah, that's but true. The are. Grammys are the big one for some reason. I don't um, know, maybe maybe it's one of the longest standing. It's yeah, probably the, the just because it's the longest standing. Yeah, it's the most revered or well respected. Because uh, what are the other ones? You have the uh, the Dove Awards. Dove Awards for for Christian music specifically. There's, there's country music awards, the CMAs. Um, oh and, right, right. And there's right. like the MTV uh, music awards. Music awards. They, they all have their own things. The music video awards. Like there's all kinds yeah. of different things. Um, right. The, What's the one in Canada? Is it the Junos? Or is that um, movie? I don't know. That might that that sounds like it would be a movie for some reason. I think the Juno I'm, awards are the but but nonetheless, I'm Grammys are the biggest. Them, though. <laughs> yeah, Grammys <laughs> are the biggest. Yep. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's it's a quite an interesting thing. And yeah, it is. How do they pick their the people who win their awards? You might ask. Uh, I have a question, Steve. What's your question, How Jesse? How do they pick the people who win these Grammy Awards? Well, I myself do not know, but Wikipedia knows. Okay. <laughs> so, Wikipedia, let's see what you have to say. Media companies registered with the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences and individual members of the, and then that whole national, whatever that uh, recording industry is called, um, may enter recordings for consideration. So I guess they have to actually submit uh, either like a single recording or a performance or an album, which is kind of strange. Okay, so they don't just just like, they don't just have people constantly listening to every single piece of music that comes out. You have to actually submit it. Hmm. Yeah, stupid. I mean, I didn't say that. Entries (laughs) (laughs) Entries are made online and a physical copy of the work is sent to the uh, NARAS, which is the National Academy of Performance and Sciences. I'll just say N-A-R-A-S because it's easier. Once the work is entered, reviewing sessions are held, involving more than 150 experts from the recording industry to determine whether the work is entered in the correct category. That's so stupid. 
I mean, uh, <laughs> um, wait, 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 why do you think that's stupid? I don't know. Like, just the the fact that they have categories. You mean? Yeah, and the like the delineations between what's pop and what's oh, not, oh, I see, you know, I see what you're saying. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for the final voting, here's what they say. After nominees have been determined, final voting ballots are sent to the NARAS voting members, who may then vote in the general fields and are no more than nine of the 30 fields, which is strange. You can only vote for nine. Um, Members are encouraged but not required to vote only in their fields of expertise. So they can vote for anything, but they want them to vote for their fields? Strange. Yeah, yeah. So I guess... I guess people who are more well-versed, like if say it's a producer and they're really well-versed in producing uh, like hip hop. Yeah. Or an engineer. Yeah. Like an engineer who's like versed in that style or a classical composer. Vice versa. Yeah. They generally, I guess, generally want them to just stick to their, stick to their, what they're good at, but stick to your camp, but they don't like hold them to it. So like, say you're a live, like you're a live music engineer. You can vote for the, classical instrumental chamber orchestra right. yeah you know it's, it's strange um but this is what they've decided um uh, let me continue ballots are right. tabulated secretly by the Ooh. major independent accounting firm blah 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 blah, blah. it's some <laughs> i'll, I'll, try, I'll try to pronounce firm? it it's a weird word it says okay go for it dilite touche tohamatsu it's a company okay. that i don't cool. really know Following the tabulation of votes, the winners are announced at the Grammys. Uh, and then they, again, there's some more specifics, but I don't need to, to mention that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and here's one last thing I wanted to mention, another quote that's, that's on the Wikipedia page. In both right. voting rounds, Academy members are required to vote based upon quality alone and not be influenced by sales, chart performance, personal friendships, Regional preferences or company loyalty, um, which hmm. all makes sense, but I don't know. There's some questions. That makes me go, hmm. Yeah, I, I, I know. I wonder. Because <laughs> yeah. I think there's definitely some people who may not hold to that rule. Yeah, I. I mean, you have to assume so, right? Yeah, but you think there's like so you you assume that there's some controversy. Controversy. <laughs> you think that, do you think that that happens, Jesse? Do I think that there's controversy, or yeah. as you said, controversy? Yeah, that's how the uh, Brits say it, I believe. <laughs> do you think so? Hello. Controversy. Did you know is what goes on over in in America? They got that controversy on the Grammys. Have you ever heard of the Grammys? Yes, there's quite a lot of controversy. Going controversy, I think is how they would say it. Steve. Controversy. <laughs> controversy. Maybe that's controversy. Australian. Crikey. <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> that's some mighty crazy controversy. We're down under, and they're up above with that controversy. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's winter here, but it's summer there. And there's so much controversy. controversy. <laughs> Did you know that there's a? I think I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a meme, but there are like a, there are people who believe that. Uh, I think I think it's a flat Earth controversy. Oh, geez! They believe that Australia does not exist, and all the people who like uh, they send people there. They, the government like sends people to uh, this cu- this country called Australia, quote unquote, 
because they don't because they're trying to hide the fact that the earth is flat so like anyone who finds that out they get sent to australia oh it's it's your punishment <laughs> for discovering the truth you gotta keep them yeah. quiet <laughs> yeah not keeping quiet yeah kind of like uh, i i did you ever read 1984 I, uh no i don't think so uh well once he kind of discovers what's going on with big brother he gets sent to a prison or interrogation so kind of like that when you discover the truth they need to lock you away yeah i i should say that i should say that i'm not i'm fairly certain that is a a conspiracy theory that some people have it's definitely controversial yes (laughs) anyway enough about uh controversy flat earth and australia Um, side note, I did pour the rest of my beer in and it is much more cloudy now. Okay. Yeah. 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 I also had the same experience. Yeah. Um, but back to the you controversy, can see, you can see a lot of sediment in it. At least I think oh, that's sediment. Unless that's like, unless those are bubbles. Um, no, I think that's sediment. I see a little bit of both. I think I can see some suspended sediment. Yeah. It's kind of suspended real nice. Like. It is. Apparently, yeah. that's a good thing. I don't know how you accomplish that in a beer, but it's it's. it's I wonder. Desirable. I wonder if that's. I wonder if that's because of the new way they did the hops. It very well could be. It very well could be. Anyway, how about some re- recent controversy in the Grammys? <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Um, on the controversy on section me. of uh, the Wikipedia Grammy page, here's what it has to say. Recording Academy CEO Deborah Dugan was placed on leave after a complaint of bullying from a member of the staff. Um, and this is according to an anonymous New York Times source. On she, January, was bully- she was bullying somebody? No, sh- she complained. She getting- oh, oh, that she was getting bullied. Is that what you're saying? Well, it says, I think... I think there was a complaint from an anonymous staff member that she was bullying somebody. Okay. Uh, and this was on January 16th, 10 days before the 62nd annual Grammy Awards. Ooh. So a little over a year ago. Dugan had lodged a complaint internally alleging a broken system of voting that was subject to conflicts of interest and spending that was unnecessary. On the mm. nominations for the 61st annual Grammy Awards, Dugan stated that the voting process was an, quote, outrageous conflict of interest, end quote, with several nom- nominated artists sitting on the voting board of their prospective categories. She claimed that, quote, one artist who initially ranked 18 out of 20 in the 2019 Song of the Year category ended up with a nomination, end quote. She also claimed that a few artists like Ed Sheeran and Ariana Grande had the votes to be nominated for the category, but were ultimately omitted. Really? That is suspicious. It's super suspicious. And, and she's that a, sounds like she's controversy to me. Controversial. Or at least the former CEO? Uh, yeah, well, it seems or like she was put on... CEO. So I feel she, like she has a pretty good... I bring a handle on it. Yeah. Is, like that doesn't, she doesn't gain anything by saying that. In fact, I think she has everything to lose by saying that. Yeah. It seems like she would have everything to lose. Cause I mean, that's if she is high up in the company, then like a she board could vote has, her out or something. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure some, she could be fired or maybe she was fired. I don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't, uh, I only screenshot it so I can't click on the link. 
<laughs> but you guys can look it up and determine for yourself. I don't want to leave. I've got more quotes to read. <laughs> all right, go for it. Um, but so we all we all know that, and I think there are more and more artists who are becoming aware of this and are kind of. I don't want to say like. And I think I'm using the correct term, denigrating the Grammys. Mm, yeah, I think you are using the right word. Um, uh, but there are some artists who kind of realize that maybe it doesn't hold as much weight as everyone thinks it does. Yeah. So Bon Iver. Uh, <laughs> bon Iver. He, he was uh, one of the people who had something to say about it. Okay. Here's okay. what he said. Well, here's what Wikipedia says, and then I'll let you know when his quote comes in. Von Iver subsequently, and, and, and so um, I didn't screenshot it, but before he he ended up winning these Grammys, he had mentioned how he doesn't really care for them, and he kind of is confused why all the people nominated think that that these awards are coming from the music gods who are all-knowing. Um, <laughs> but it goes to this. It says, Von Iver subsequently received four nominations in November for the 54th Grammy Awards. After winning the award, Vernon... Justin Vernon, who is Bon Iver, Justin Vernon, yep, yep. said in his acceptance, quote, it's really hard to accept this award. There's so much talent out here, dot, 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 and there's a lot of talent that's not here tonight. It's also hard to accept this because, you know, when I started to make songs, I did it for the inherent reward in making songs. So I'm a little bit uncomfortable to be up here. Right. Which is pretty true, but not too, not too in the face. Now... I believe it was last year, Drake had a nice speech where he uh, kind of slammed the Grammys a little bit. Did you hear that one? Uh, no, I don't really watch the Grammys. Well, maybe you will, but you probably won't. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but here, CNN um, reported on it, and here's what they were saying about Drake. Um, <clears throat> they said, Drake's hit God's Plan won for best rap song and the rapper offered words of encouragement to fellow artists during his acceptance speech. Quote, okay. I want to take this opportunity while I'm up here to just talk to all the kids that are watching this, aspiring to do music, Drake said. All my peers that make music from their heart do that do things and pure and tell the truth, I want to let you know we're playing in an opinion-based sport, not a factual-based sport. So it's not the mm-hmm. NBA yeah. where at the end of the year you're holding a trophy because you made the right decisions and won the games. Right. This is a business where sometimes it's up to a bunch of people who might not understand what a mixed race kid from Canada has to say or a fly Spanish girl from New York or anybody else or a brother from Houston right there, my brother Travis Scott. But my point is you've already won if you have people singing your songs word for word. If you're a hero in your hometown – Look, if there's people who have the regular jobs who are coming out in the rain and the snow, spending their hard-earned money to buy tickets to come to your shows, you don't need this right here. I'm sure he held up the Grammy. Uh, I promise you, you already won. Uh, And it is worth noting that I think he was going to say more, but they they, cut cut the microphone. Really? Yeah. Uh, Okay, yeah. I I like that quote. I do, too. Um, It's true. I think think that kind of summarizes how I feel about the Grammys um, or how I feel about award shows anyway. Uh, I was thinking about one thing today though. Um, you know, the, the Michelin Michelin award for like restaurants. 
Yeah. Like I, I don't. I was gonna try to make like a a comparison to the Grammys uh, and compare them to the Michelin Awards, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know if they're exactly the same because, like, the Michelin artist stars are shrouded in mystery. Like nobody knows the criteria. Yeah. yeah. So um, I only bring that up just because I was thinking about it today. But subjective. Um, yeah. It's, it, I mean, it would be subjective, right? Like even even, well, even in like food. The, the Olympics, like when you watch like divers, yeah, that their is, moves. Like you yeah. can watch someone and like if they lay, if they belly flop, you obviously know it's bad. But other than that, how do you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess in that case, in that case, like uh, there is like certain form that the judges have to look for. Yeah. But even then, like in diving that could also be impartial or uh, be biased or um, impartial or not impartial, but could be subjective yeah. to each individual judge, I guess. That's true too. I will tell so, you one, probably one of like my happiest moments in my life happened during the Grammys. Okay. You had to guess. Was it, did, uh, uh, was it, does it involve uh blink One Eighty Two? On the money in 2009. <laughs> I, and and they, there were some hints at this because Blink-182 had been on hiatus slash broken up for uh, about five years. Um, but there were yeah. some, some things starting to pop up on the social medias um, that something was going to happen at the Grammys. So I was like, I got to watch this. And I, <laughs> very rarely did I watch the Grammys, um, at least then. I, I think I watched them now for performances and stuff. Um, but... Blink-182 walked out to announce some award. Who knows? Or who even cares what the heck that they, they came to announce? <laughs> but they said, we yeah. should be in a band called Blink-182, and now we're in Blink-182 again. Oh, Reunited. Best did day of my cry? life. Um, I didn't did cry because I very rarely do I cry. Uh, I cried whenever I heard uh, Cynical for the first time. Oh. <laughs> um, but when they were united, I, I paused the TV and I ran out my front door and I screamed, woohoo! <laughs> uh, that was a good day uh, a big big day in your life man yeah, big day in everybody's life it, they touched the world yeah <laughs> whether whether they know it or not that was one of the most revolutionary days in history yeah um, um one of my anyway, problems with the grammys yeah it's the snubs the snubs yeah and this is all personal bias but it's also because the people voting are idiots <laughs> Um, the first biggest snub of all time. Well, how about this? In my opinion, the second biggest snub of all time was Blink One Eight Two losing Best Rock Album for California in 2017. Okay, yeah. Who won that year? Um, I'm sure it was like uh, Imagine Dragons or somebody. Oh yeah, it yeah. should have been popped. Nothing against Imagine Dragons, but they don't deserve it over Blink. Um, the number one biggest snub is that. Blink-182 had not ever received a nomination before that. <laughs> <laughs> like, how does how the Enema of the State take off your pants and jacket or their self-titled album never been nominated? Not even, yeah, not even nominated, yeah. Like, Enema of the State is multi-platinum. Yeah. Uh, take off your pants and jacket was number one on the top 200. Didn't even get a nomination. I mean, don't they have, like, a, a punk rock can- uh, category? Not punk rock, just a rock. Just rock, okay. Yeah. It's stupid. Um, um, but as far as snubs go, uh, the Beatles have a ton of snubs. 
What a snub. Like when, where they probably should have 100% won and then didn't. But they didn't, okay. Yeah, like, um, I'll list you some. How about that? Okay, yeah, go for uh, it. In 1968, A Day in the Life was nominated for Best Instrumental Arrangement Accompanied by a Vocals Lost. 1969, really? Hey Jude was nominated for Record of the Year, Lost. Wow. Uh, 1971, Let It Be was nominated for Record of the Year, Lost. Um, and wow. just, just a side note, Record of the Year, for some strange reason, has to deal with singles. It's not the actual album. Wow. Um, that's its own category, which is Album of the Year, which brings me to all these Album of the Years that the Beatles lost. They lost okay. on Revolver, which is revolutionary. Literally. Yeah. Literally, yep. <laughs> uh, help! They, they lost, lost on help. help. Yeah. They lost on, which which blows my mind, Abbey Road. Wow. Like Mag- one of the most iconic albums of all time. Yeah. And uh, Magical Mystery Tour, which that one was, was good. Not their best, but how did they lose on Abbey Road? Wow. Yeah, and that's I, pretty crazy. I, I believe they won on uh, Sgt. Pepper's and maybe one other. They should have won more. Should have been nominated for more, too. Yeah, definitely. Academy's a bunch of poop heads. I mean, yeah, like, it's it, it must change. Does it change year to year, or does it, do the members of the Academy stay the same? That's a very good question. I do not know. And, man, like, just like just like everything else, uh, I'm assuming award shows can be bought. Oh, right? everything can be bought. And like, remember- there has to be some under-the-table dealings that go on. Oh, Absolutely. At award shows. Absolutely. There's lots of money that can change hands, I'm sure. Uh, do you remember what Tyler, the creator, said about his album when he won? I think he won, uh, like... Uh, which album did he win for? It was it was for Igor. Igor, I'm sorry. Um, and Igor, he yeah. won, <laughs> like, Best Urban Album or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he, it was like, it wasn't even, like, he didn't even win, like, a hip-hop uh award i think he said like he's like he's like i'm like he's like don't get me wrong i'm like happy i won but this is just another way like urban is just another word for the n-word why can't i just be in the pop category yeah right (laughs) but i'll tell you what the the there is other than blake way two reuniting i think there's one redeeming factor of the grammys okay and let us not forget that music is what you make out of it uh the awards are are that's all they are. They're just awards that don't mean anything. It's it's an entertainment yep. show. People watch this to For be sure. entertained. Um, and there's a ton of performances at the Grammys. Yeah, that's always that's always a really cool part. Um, what I of think the they, Grammys. yeah, there's always really good regular performances. But what I think they I think they what they excel at is they they do collaborative performances or matches. Yeah, like I always I always think of well, it wasn't really a collab because they were on. Uh, the album, but whenever Kendrick Lamar and like U2 were uh, played during the Grammys, I believe, yes. one year. Yeah, he, he, it was a couple Which of Kendrick songs cool. and they had U2 come out and play their part. And Dave Chappelle yeah. came out and said a couple um, political things in between. I don't know if you remember that. I do, yeah. Uh, that was like that was a really cool moment. Yeah, I like that because he's like, hi, I'm Dave Chappelle. And he says, he's like, Kendrick Lamar is speaking some truth. And the, I, I, I was paraphrasing that, but I'm, I'm fairly certain that what he said was the only thing that's scarier about hearing an honest black man in America today is being an honest black mer- American, a, a black person in America today. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Dang. Yeah. 
But uh, what year was that? Was that like 2016 or 17? I'll tell you, that was 2018. Oh, 2018. Okay, <laughs> I've right. got a list of my favorite mashups here, and that was uh, the year that year that his album "Damn" came out, right? Yeah, that was, was that year, right? Um, but I'm, I'll, I'll just list the five other ones I have listed here, uh, and I just have them in chronological order from when they came out. <clears throat> earliest? Earliest yeah. first? Yeah, these are okay. all w- w- what I thought were the best ones. And this is, like like the votes, purely subjective. Yes, <laughs> I, exactly. <laughs> I picked these ones because I like them. Uh, it's not representative of what, of what may be the best. I don't know. Who cares? Um, <laughs> but in 2001, Eminem and Elton John collaborated on Stan. Really? Um, Dang, that would, that, that would song? be cool to watch. Yeah, Stan, yep. Yeah, so Elton John sang the chorus, which Dido, uh, uh, I, I think it's uh, how you pronounce it, Dido normally sings, uh, but Elton yeah. John did the chorus. It was really cool, and apparently it was a big deal because everyone thought Eminem was super homophobic, so I guess it was oh, him okay. trying to, I, I don't know, trying to make a political statement or something. Isn't isn't that funny how, like, you can you can just, anybody can just assume anything about somebody else. Without actually knowing, well, yeah, obviously, it's a yeah, it's a it's weird, that's but it's a, it almost life. comes like naturally to people. Yeah. Anyway, um, in two thousand and six, there was a collaboration between Lincoln Park, Jay Z, and Paul McCartney. Wow, <clears throat> I was not expecting you to say Paul McCartney. Yeah, actually, know. whenever you said Lincoln Park, I wasn't expecting you to say Jay Z either. So Lincoln Park cool. and Jay Z, they had that that collab album, which was really good. Maybe I'll we'll review that at some point in time. Um, but they were doing the Numb and Encore song, and halfway through, um, Mike Shinoda started playing different chords on the piano, which sounded strange. Yeah. And then Chester Bennington started singing "Yesterday." Oh dang! And then out of the blue, Paul McCartney walks on stage and starts singing, and they do harmonies, and, and Jay Z's like, "Yeah, uh huh, uh huh, yep, all right." <laughs> That's that's pretty awesome. But Jay Z was wearing a John Lennon shirt. Oh, okay, it was kind of nice. cool. But it was yeah. It was, I'll, I'll have to I'll have to look that up because yeah. that I actually do want to hear that. That's pretty sweet. You can find that one on YouTube. I was trying. There's some way you can't find on YouTube. Like it's hard to find the um, Kendrick Lamar and, um, and YouTube, YouTube one. Um, but yeah. also at, at one point in time, Kendrick Lamar did uh, just his own performance of the Blacker the Berry and All Right. Yeah, and it was really cool, really uh, a political um, kind of performance. I couldn't find that anywhere on YouTube. I'm sure you can find mm-hmm. it if you search online, but uh, I didn't do a deep enough dive to find it. Okay. Um, but moving on, one that I don't know if you've seen or not, but in 2009, Radiohead played 15 Step with the USC Marching Band. Really? It was really cool. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's pretty sweet. So the only people from Radiohead I think that were there was Tom. Tom York and Johnny Greenwood oh, playing York. guitar. The rest of the music okay, came from yeah. the marching band. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it, was, it was sounded really cool. Hey, I'll, have to, I'll have to look up that one as well. The only downside was I think Gwyneth Paltrow introduced it. Oh, <laughs> she gooped it up. She gooped it up. <laughs> uh, but moving oh, on. Man. Um, in 2014, Kendrick Lamar did a collaboration with Imagine Dragons. Oh, really? And they huh. they um. Put together Radioactive and Mad City, and it was really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's that's also sounds pretty cool. Yeah, have you ever heard that one? Uh, you mean like the collab? No. Yeah, he, I've oh, heard look it up. Talk individually, but not yeah, the collab though. Yeah, I know you've definitely heard them both individually, but put together, they really yeah. work. Huh. Nice. 
Taylor Swift was out in the audience just <laughs> swifting it up. Swifting it up. <laughs> there was one video that Taylor Swift was on, uh, I think it was on her personal Instagram, where she was rapping to uh, the Backseat Freestyle one. Mm. Remember that song? All my life I, I want know. money and power, respect my mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think she picked a section of the song where there was no curse words and she was just... Eiffel Tower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also in 2014, there was a collab between Macklemore and Madonna. Hmm. Um, he did Same Love and she did Open Your Heart. But while it was going on, Queen Latifah, I guess she's a, an ordained minister, she performed 33 wedding ceremonies. Really? Uh, yeah, and apparently huh. it was for gay and straight weddings, so it was a... a That's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know if you all like saw that. that one, but it was there was a whole ton of people that got married while they played this song on stage. That's pretty sweet. That's yeah. a good story to have. Yeah, and it makes sense based on the song. Yeah. Um, and the last one I had noted down was the uh, Kendrick and Dave... Uh, uh, U2 and Dave Chappelle one, which was awesome. Yeah. Yes, very cool. Yeah. Um, what a great band. Kendrick Lamar, yeah, what, a great, what a great rapper. I mean, yeah, they're both great, and they both deserve to be heard, and neither of them need a Grammy to uh, have any value. They don't need a Grammy to have value. And speaking you know? of snubs, one of the biggest one that people always talk about was, uh, I, oh, I can't remember the year, it must have been 2012 or 2013, but Macklemore's mm-hmm. first album, The Heist, which we reviewed, won over Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid, Mad City. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Um, In my opinion, I think Kendrick probably should have won. Yeah. But that's takes nothing away from Macklemore's. Like, when I read people's quotes, they talk about, like, they make it seem like like Macklemore's album was terrible. Right, yeah. I mean, it was still still in the running. And I think Macklemore even mentioned, he's like, like, oh, man, Kendrick deserved this award. Really? Yeah, but uh, you know, it's it's a, that kind of thing where it's how do you compare? Yeah, exactly. But I think the biggest um, snub behind all the Blink One and Two snubs was Mac Miller not getting his posthumous Grammy for swimming. Yeah, yeah. I was I was just about to mention that yeah. that seems like the most recent the most recent one where it seemed like Mac Miller probably should have won. I was snubbed up. Yep. Those but, snubbers. Mother's numbers. <laughs> but I mean, that goes back to with how I generally feel about awards. Yeah. Um, that the awards really don't matter. I mean, especially, especially in music. Yeah. Like, cause music is so subjective and you, you know, you like what you like, like, you know, a lot, a lot of the bands that, that we listen to are, are never going to be mentioned in the Grammys, uh, yeah. but that doesn't mean that their music has less value or is worth less, yeah. you know? Like if you if you win a Grammy if you're up for nomination that's great but I don't know if don't be a musician just to win a Grammy you know yeah like a, a Grammy award definitely means something and if you win that's a huge achievement and accomplishment and good for you but that's not the standard and that's not what defines success yeah exactly yeah. so it's um and in, 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 in summation for what I think it's it's a fun thing to watch um, if. Your favorite artist wins a Grammy. Cool. If not, who cares? Yeah. Um, otherwise, don't be, don't, don't be heartbroken. Yeah. Don't be heartbroken if your favorite artist does not win a Grammy. Because it, does, it doesn't mean as much as it 
as a Super Bowl trophy or or, <laughs> or like an NBA title or an MLB title. Yeah, and even those or, are just super. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it is what it is. Yeah, anything can hold <laughs> the weight that you want to give to it. But uh, the, the Grammys are, like I said, it's an entertainment money making machine. So it's they're they're getting yes. you there for the views. It's fun to watch the performances. Um, if you don't want to watch it. But you're curious. I'm sure you can watch them the next day when somebody pulls out the highlights. <laughs> yep, yeah. yep. Post something on YouTube or something like that, and that's, yeah, you can just is. watch it then. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts yeah. on Grammys? Um, no, I've pretty much said everything I think about it. Uh, I don't really care about them. But you, you, I thought I thought you brought up a good point though that the uh, the performances are really cool though. Yeah, like uh, and are always interesting. So I, I was going through, I probably watched like 20 or 30 performances today. And there's a ton that I didn't even list here. But like there was like Jennifer Lopez had did a collaboration with Prince. Um, oh, that's pretty sweet. Like just all kind of stuff that you typically wouldn't expect to see happens. Like it, it's really cool right. performances. If uh, my last thought, I guess, is I wish they didn't um, hold as high of a place in like people's minds. Yeah. I guess because like even even whenever if someone's just randomly looking at like a record store or like at a CD like through CDs and they see oh Grammy award winning artists like oh they must be good like oh I'll definitely check them out and they might overpass uh, less known artists you know when mm-hmm. that less known artist could be better or could be like ten times better or not ten times but could just be better or like more of what they're looking to listen to so. I wish that they they didn't hold as high of esteem as they do in the music industry, but unfortunately, they they do. When you think about it, like some of the best things come from independent artists. Yeah, that's very true. As as well as movies and all the other arts, so it's 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 just a it's just something that it's a construct. How about that? It's a construct that doesn't. Yep. Yep. It just holds the weight that you want to give to it. And most likely it's full of controversy. Controversy. People buying Grammys, most likely. Mostly. Mostly buying Grammys. Mostly. I don't know. There there probably is there probably is some dirty business going on with with the Grammys, but Yeah, the LA as I've already stated, I don't care about them. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, what are your thoughts on this beer? It is delicious. I think so too. I think it's been very consistent um, throughout this episode. Yeah, it definitely has been. Um, you still really get like those nice pungent hot flavors as you're getting down to it. As it warms up, it still has that really nice floral uh, floral hop taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, just all around a great beer. I do think it's not as as juicy or as on the nose New Englandy as the double or single home style. Yeah, definitely. It, it definitely is not as juicy. It's definitely not as uh like thick. But I think that was thick the goal. is a good word. I think it was to yeah. punch up the hops. Yes. Yeah. Uh and I think they did a fantastic job. Yeah. Great beer. Yes, very very much so. It's so good. Yeah. So looking forward to next week. Um we don't have anything currently scheduled, but we're looking at uh we're looking at doing a two-part episode in the near future and doing a Lord of the Rings music episode yeah. in the near future. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to sprinkle in 
a lot more uh, free form episodes like this where we don't like review an album, but we still talk about something that has to do with music in general. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll have yeah. something for you. Yeah. It'll be something. It'll be something good. And we will also uh, if you have, have reviews any, as well. Um, yep. But. Just not every single week. Every single week's not going to be a review. Yeah. Um, so if you have comments about the free form format, or if you questions. like it, yeah, or questions, let us know. Hit us up on uh, social media, American Brews and Tunes, uh, or email us at AmericanBrewsandTunes at gmail.com. That's right. Um, let's say that we finish this brew. Yes. Yes. Let's. Let's. As we always say, American <laughs> brews and pins. Down the freeform hatch. So tasty, man. That reminds I me of, of Imagine Dragons Radioactive to the, on the uh, collaboration with, with, with Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. The very first line he says is, I'm breathing in the chemicals. <laughs> watch oh that performance. God. It was great. Um, yeah, I'll have to watch. I have to watch that <laughs> one. And then I have to watch the uh, the Lincoln Park, Jay-Z, oh, that's, that's right. and Paul McCartney. Yeah. Yeah. And the radio had 15 steps. Yes, and the radio had one, yep. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. My name is Stephen Johnson. My name is Jesse Titus. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beebity-day.